0: So just a little announcement, we recorded this episode before Luke Perry died. It's an episode about 90210, and we do talk about his health. We don't get into his death because we didn't know, but... This episode is kind of a celebration of teen sitcoms. It's a celebration of the kind of heartthrobs that uh, Luke Perry was. So we decided to go ahead and play it anyway. And we're releasing this with the utmost respect for his loved ones and those affected by his passing. Welcome to Dirtcast. I'm your co host, Madeline Babies. I'm your other co host, Megan Reynolds. We, two women in our 30s, are both playing uh, high school sophomores today <laughs> as we look back, look back in time mm. to a little show called 90210.
1: Beverly Hills 90210.
0: Yes, that is the full name. The full name. We We're don't have a guest today. No. It's just going to be an intense one on one. Mono-y-mono. Yeah, it's going to be really good. <laughs> uh, discussion about the history of 90210. We're going to talk a little bit about the reboot, Yeah, uh, but also, like, we don't know what that's going to be yet. No. Our thoughts and prayers are with Luke Perry. Yes. Before we get into yes, it. Yes, dear.
1: What's the scoop? The scoop is I have learned recently that I cannot be trusted with a candle. What happened? (laughs) Nothing major happened, but last week I left my house, and I left my house later than I normally do because I usually get into work at our start time, which is 8.30 a.m. I left the house at like 10 or 11, and when I'm getting ready for work, I like to burn a candle because Uh it's nice. Usually, I'm very good about blowing out the candle, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think because I was leaving my house later for work, I was not as good about blowing out the candle, so I definitely left the house, and then mm, one stop away from where I was going, realized that the candle was active still. No one else was coming home, so I had to call the super who, like, walked through my entire apartment because he couldn't figure out where my room was, and yeah. he had to blow the candle out for me, which was great because it was on a bookshelf, which is a very safe place to put a candle. and Yeah, that, just surrounded by paper. Yeah, and then this morning... I <laughs> left my wallet at my apartment. So I luckily remembered before the train came. So I like left, went back to my house. And <laughs> <the> candle that <gasps> was on my desk and I put it specifically on my desk so I could like look at it and blow it out and be like, I have, I've blown this out. That candle was also active. So I think I am not allowed to burn candles anymore. That's like a big thing is like when it's you bad. change your routine is like when That's like all it takes. The examples,
0: like I know that there's been research in is like too sad for me to talk about sure. and we'll like bring down the entire podcast. Okay. But it's basically just like, yeah, like it's if people like switch up Anything, their usual literally, thing, literally anything. It's like much easier to let things slip.
1: Chaos. Through. Yeah. Um. So I can't use at the ripe old age of thirty six. I cannot use candles anymore. Can I have all of your expensive candles? You can have a couple of them. Yes. Not all of them. There's all a couple them. that I like. Give them all to me. That's my update. Is that I am learning just how much of an idiot I am. Uh. Later in life, which is yeah, nice. Sure. How are you? Doing okay. feel <laughs> so good. I
0: shoveled my front walk, which made me feel like a very. Like a citizen, yeah, like an Andrea, you <laughs> yeah. know, an old and old, <laughs> um, and then I don't know. I got uh, my boyfriend went to the Travis Scott concert last did. night. Oh boy! And I got a text from him that just said, "I got punched in the face." What? And then the follow up said, "I feel so alive." Who punched him in the face? Like a teen. A- For why? It was like an accident because he was in the mosh pit. Oh, naturally. Um, Obviously. Where he belongs. (laughs) Yeah. Where he belongs. In the pit.
1: In the pit where he should be.
0: And it was just like so—he came home and he was just like soaked with sweat, with like teen sweat. Oh, God. Um, Like teen flop sweat. But one thing I kind of do love is that I feel like this is like the new punk rock in a way. Yeah. Like these teens are fucking wild. I— cannot believe he got
1: punched in that, like some kid, like windmilling.
0: Yeah, I think he does this. It was just a kid being a, a dumb, you know. Just like. I mean, I was gonna say it's a kid being a dummy, but like yeah. he was in the mosh pits. So I mean, him being a dummy.
1: again, he's an adult band.
0: But he like showed me a video of like there's like a roller coaster that yeah. like Travis Scott like picks to uh, like, the audience, like the biggest savages in the audience. And I'm like, that sounds like such a liability. They go in this roller coaster cart with Travis Scott what? as it like.
1: Like on the stage, like yeah, on the set. Yeah, on the
0: stage. Yeah, on the set. Um, and then. Oh my God. The, like these kids are just like, ah! Like in this cart. <laughs> like clearly just like having the best time of their lives, I but can't also just like. Imagine. I I'm was like, that seems like such a liability.
1: I would never, I can't. I'm just two randos and Travis Scott on a roller coaster on stage at, was it at Barclays? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm sure that they really test it and that type of thing. One hopes. You know what? I think we should get into the dirtiest dirt. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love dirt. Oh, boy. A lot of dirt on the docket. The dirt docket. Let's talk about Tristan Thompson and Chloe and Jordan Woods. Jordan um, went on Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk, which is a weird talk show sort of thing that she Facebook, does. Yeah, it's a oh, Facebook talk yeah, show. Yeah, it's a Facebook talk show to tell her side of the story, I guess, effectively breaking her silence. Although I feel like she wasn't silent. She wasn't, like, no, it terrifically was pretty, silent. No, it was a
0: pretty short
1: silence. Yeah, her silence was not that long. I'm not here to play the victim. Right. I'm here to take responsibility. The interview was very sympathetic Jada was very clearly on her side.
0: I, I would think. say that
1: Jada's just uh, smart at playing, sympathetic. Interesting. In general. Yeah. Because she's like friends with the Kardashians, isn't she? Yeah. And she laid out actually in the intro before the interview portion, Jada laid out very clearly like the relationship between Jordan's family and the Kardashians and the way that they're all like inter- intertwined. So Jordan said, She said that Tristan kissed her. She
0: said she spent the night. Yeah. uh, But they didn't have sex. Right. And then as she was leaving, he tried to kiss her. That's right. She passed. Right. It seems like that's, like, very unlikely that that is what happened. Right. Considering that, like, I don't know, everything Mariah— talked to us about on the last episode right. if you want want to hear more go back go back just go back one. and listen just to that one. one yeah yeah it kind of seems like they've like been at it for a minute and i think it was known honestly i yeah. think she just got sloppy they got sloppy the and like whole enterprise jeffrey star who uh oh, is jeffrey star got involved jeffrey star is involved jesus fucking christ the <laughs> makeup artist like not Great,
1: not-exemplary human disgusting being. Disgusting YouTube personality who looks like the Crypt Keeper.
0: Is a neighbor of Chloe and Tristan. Ew, and uh, it was like, this. was like, all of these people are fake. Like, everyone in Calabasas knew that Jordan and Tristan were, have been at it
1: for a long time. Dang. Thank you, Jeffree Star. Yeah. Coming come to the table
0: with. <laughs> I mean, like, truly a messy bitch who lives for drama. Jeffree like, Star, yes, yeah. 100%. But it is just like... No one is just, like, being upfront.
1: Everyone is being very cagey about this. Although I did leave the Red Table Talk feeling sympathy for Jordan. Yeah, she did a great job. She did do a good job. She was very professional. Um, Chloe, shortly after the Red Table Talk aired— uh, During! During! Oh, my God, it was during. Which I'm means sorry. she was, like, watching. She was watching and live-tweeting. <laughs> she was tweeting through her feelings. She— uh, said, like, Jordan, like, broke up her family. Yeah. And then she clarified later that it wasn't Jordan who broke up her family. It was Tristan and his behavior.
0: It was, like, a thing where she was just, like, clearly, like, just for the record, you are the reason my family broke up. Right. And then everybody at Twitter, like, came for her. Right. And was just, like, uh, how many, like, how many couples have you broken up, first of sure, all? Sure. Um Like, you and your family. And also, right. like, Tristan is— th- the one Tristan's who the had here. loyalty to you, and like, right. not that Jordan didn't. Then, like, clearly, Chloe was like, I think she thought it was going to be like, yes, queen, yeah. you know, like, and but everybody was like, <laughs> like, you uh, had a baby with like someone you know is a serial cheater, sure. and like, sure, I mean, but then she was like, that's no, right. To be clear, Tristan is the reason. But he's the father of my child. I can't go into this. And, like, Jordan was, like, a sister to me, and I can't believe she did it.
1: I mean, this entire family needs to, like, take a moment behind closed doors and just, like, get everybody's story straight. If you're going to continue living in the public eye, which you very clearly are, the Kardashians are going to be on television, I think, until we die. Yeah, I mean they're going to be present in our lives for like sure forever. Like I'm, we're going to know what Kim Kardashian looks like when she's like seventy five, which is just like Chris, which is just like Chris exactly. <laughs> um, here's some more Kardashian news. Look, Ooh. yeah, if you're doing this, if we're here,
0: we're in good company. We are. Everybody listening to this podcast gives a shit, knows that this is like just this is a, coming a fun escape from the, the daily
1: uh, yeah the daily drudgery so let's just say like it's Kylie news Kylie time TMZ says that Travis Scott flew home to Kylie Jenner He he's on tour after she discovered he was cheating he says that it didn't happen lord have mercy he
0: was like he cancelled the show in Buffalo oh he did okay yeah. his thing is that he was like I was really sick
1: okay and then it's something like something is going around There's. <laughs> it's true Everyone's got bronchitis. So. Um but then TMZ
0: was like, no, Kylie thought she discovered something and he was like flying home to do damage control. <sighs> I just like again, never in my life did I think I was would say this, but like, let's give Kylie a break. Kylie could use a minute, I think. She, she's like just like suffered this trauma with her best
1: friend. Yeah. And now her the fucking father of her child is like, yeah, Kylie needs a break. And like she doesn't like being in the public eye. <laughs> just let her like become Like, more of a recluse. I mean, I think she should just continue to retreat into her, like, very clean, like, cavernous house with her child. And I I mean, I do feel bad. Kylie didn't want this from the the jump, and she was on the show because her family was on the show, and it's been, like, her whole life. She's the one I feel the worst for, I think. Yeah. It changes every day. But, um, yeah, sorry, Kylie. Sorry that everyone is like this. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure you're also sorry that everyone's like this, but I would like to extend my sympathies to you because this sounds like it fucking sucks. I will close out The Dirtiest Dirt with a disgusting thing that I saw first thing this hmm, morning. Who could
0: tell <laughs> what Megan's contribution to this doc is? Shut up. Who could tell what her contribution to this episode is? I don't know.
1: Megan, continue. Um, my... Boyfriend Pete Davidson <laughs> has been spotted making out with—he's been spotted with Kate Beckinsale for a minute now. The most recent update on their whatever, their dalliance, is that they were at a hockey game, side, as it were, and they were making out. That is not necessarily the news. The news to me is the—whoever, discu- the, the photographer that captured this moment— Captured at the very moment that, like, Pete Davidson's tongue entered Kate Beckinsale's mouth. it is hard. were like, I wish
0: it was my mouth. I
1: definitely did not say that. I felt ill. Thank well, you. you're still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only thinking about it because I had to edit a blog about it this morning. It's very gross. Um, they seem happy, though. So, you know what? Good for them.
0: I just want to go on a record and yeah, say yeah. I love Kate Beckinsale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, love that bitch since Cold Comfort Farm. Oh, wow. wow
1: um, throwback. And so, just want to say— uh, She's great. She's great. And uh, she probably shouldn't be doing this. But there is one photo of her snapped, like, after they were leaving the hockey game. And she has a smile on her face like a fucking—like, the cat—what is the phrase? The cat that ate the canary? The cat cat that got the the cream. The cat that got the cream. The cat that got the thing that cats like. That is the look on her face of of a woman who is a cat who got fucking, I don't know, Davidson's, like, 10-inch dick. I don't— speculation here um i mean she
0: is so beautiful
1: like just get do whatever you want kate i mean i good for her at 40 I think 40-something, 45, 25. There's a 20-year age difference between them.
0: Um, Yeah, but she, like, looks better than he does. She does,
1: but, like, good for her for fucking catching some young tail. I don't know. She could catch any amount of young tail that she desired, and this just—I guess this is working for her at the moment. Also,
0: her, like, relationship with Michael Sheen, I feel like, is such a good example of, like, a broken-up couple co-parenting happily. Ah, yes. That's true. I forgot she has a child. And, like, they're still, like, really good friends. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this Pete Davidson thing is really helping that out. <laughs> I don't think he cares. I don't think he probably doesn't because he they've been a broken up forever. Yeah, like good point. and like I remember like when he was dating Sarah Silverman, which I think he still is like on and off. Mm. Uh, like people were kept trying to like pit Sarah Silverman mm. uh, against Kate Beckinsdale, and like both of them were like, "You're all idiots." Like we actually really like each other.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, great. They're doing it. Someone's doing something. It looks like those two people are frenching at a hockey game. I also was thinking about this
0: as an ex- another good example of a good co-parenting. You have yes. to say it. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. Conscious uncoupling does work, I guess. She I saw she hosted a celebrity stacked uh birthday bash for him. Wow. Um that's very mature and posted like a very cute picture of the two of them like just being
1: like happy and nice. That's so nice. Maybe again conscious uncoupling Maybe it does work. Perhaps. Maybe it's better than acrimonious divorce. Probably. I mean, most things are better than acrimonious divorce, just FYI.
0: Okay. I would say my parents' divorce was acrimonious, but they did stay living three houses apart for the kids.
1: That's My parents' divorce was also acrimonious, and then um, they put an entire country between them, them, and it has remained thus to this day. That's been nice for me as a child and an adult. Anywho. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm glad that we talked about
0: early 90s trauma oh yes Good. because we're about to talk about early 90s drama
1: wow what a transition
0: ladies and gentlemen what are you doing what do you mean i'm keep her. it
1: simple uh, i'm making the promo just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job.
0: We're talking about 90210. We are. The the peg, I'll say, is that they are doing a reboot. They've announced its second reboot. When was I
1: missed the first reboot? It was in like late aughts. Okay. Okay. This sounds vaguely familiar to me now. Yeah. Um yeah, it was like Sinead Grimes. Oh and my fucking Anna god! Anna Lynn yes. McCord or something like that. Anna
0: Lynn McCord. And then uh, what's his name from The Wire? Michael
1: from The Wire. Shit! Fuck! Yes, I remember now. I watched two to three episodes of that, but it was um, very bad, so I stopped watching it.
0: Yeah, it was like, it. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't it didn't have what what it needs?
1: It but. wasn't good. It wasn't good.
0: Um, I found something when I was like researching this. Mm-hmm. Something I had no idea, and it thrilled me to my core. Okay. So, 902 happened because Aaron Spelling, mm-hmm. the executive producer and, like, television titan. Yes. He did Dynasty. He did The Love Boat. He did so many different shows. Yeah. Um, he wanted to buy the U.S. rights uh, to Degrassi. <gasps> what? Really? He wanted to, like, make Degrassi, like, into, like, a U.S. show. Oh, my God. Um, but, like, the Degrassi showrunners are like, no. Fuck no. no. Like, <laughs> like, get out
1: of here. Our show is actually supposed to, like, teach kids. It's, like, wholesome kind of, oh, my God, what a world that um, would have been. And Aaron spelling U.S. Degrassi. I would have loved that.
0: But you can kind of see it in the show itself where it's, like, in 90210. But so, the like, the person who created it is Darren Starr, which I never realized. I also didn't
1: realize that. Who's also the creator of Sex and the City. And Melrose Place. And Melrose Place, a show that I am only, I'm culturally aware of, but did not watch. Did you watch 90210? I watched 90210, obviously, in reruns. Like, what, there was some channel that used to play it, like, for, like, a four-hour block during the day. And I have very specific memories of watching it. While, like, at my best friend's house. I think I was, like, a little bit young. I was definitely also, like, a little young for it. But my parents watched it,
0: and oh. my parents were, like, very—my mom and stepdad watched it, and they were, like, not good at—
1: Like, censoring, like, keeping you from shit you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: like, I, like, remember, like, flashes of it. Mm-hmm. And then I also, like, in syndication yeah. have seen it. Right. It has its
1: place. Um.
0: <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it also is like, it's such a time capsule.
1: Yeah. It's got like a pretty long life. I, I feel 10 like years. T- right, 10 years. No, I mean, like now still, oh, like yeah. even after its ending, like one of the skits on Drag Race was like a 90210 ripoff, which is very funny because I think one of the. Uh, it's like, like two- 90210 or something. Yes, yes. But I think like one or two of the queens that was in the skit was like, I'm 22. Yeah. Where's our first class? <laughs> Let's ask that old, old lady over there. Hi, welcome to West Beverly Johnson High School. I- I'm Grandria Zuckerwoman, and I'm a. Se- <laughs> hey, I'm a senior. <laughs> a senior, what? Were you held back for like three decades?
0: <laughs> and Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling were uh, guest judges. They were judges. the judges. Yeah. Yes,
1: which was very. I that seems very intimidating, to do. I need to try to pay tribute to this campy, wonderful program. So the rough plot is as follows. There are two newcomers to Beverly Hills. It is Brandon and Brenda Walsh, played by Jason Priestley and Shannon Doherty. They are twins. They hail from Minnesota, and they're starting at Beverly Hills High. West Beverly High. West Beverly High. Sorry, fuck. Fuck. I'm fired. There's Dylan McKay, who is Luke Perry. He was like the bad one, like a leather jacket situation. There's Kelly Taylor, who's Jenny Garth. Um, Also, Steve, played by Ian Ziering. Donna Martin, who was played very memorably by Tori Spelling, Aaron Spelling's daughter. David Silver, who I always thought was boring, played by Brian Austin Green. And Andrea Zuckerman, who is 95 years old. First of all, she's very clear that it's Andrea. I refuse to acknowledge that.
0: But, yes, you're right. Um, she was roughly too old. Uh, she was not roughly too old. She was extremely too so, old. So I, like, went and looked at who every, how old everybody was mm-hmm. when the show premiered. Mm-hmm. Um, Priestley was 21. Geordi was 19. Sure. Garth was 18. Close. Perry was 24. Mm-hmm. Ziering, 26. Nice. You could tell. Yeah, you can. Um, he looks 40, actually. He does not look, yeah. Spelling was 17. uh, Brian Austin Green was 17. And Gabrielle Carteris, who is... Andrea Zuckerman was the oldest at 29, and she was playing a 15-year-old. The fact
1: that they—because they were, like, freshmen and sophomores. Sophomore. High, sophomores. Yeah, she was, like, a sophomore. 29 years old, playing a sophomore in high school. I mean, good for her. I mean, good for her. I agree. I just think it is quite humorous. Um, also, like, fun fact, she is now the president of SAG-AFTRA. Is she really? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad she's—that's good. She's found a second life after— uh, After 90210. The age thing, I mean, this is how it is for, I think, like most teen shows, except for the kids on Degrassi, are like, were like young. Really young. They were like close enough to the age that they were supposed to be. I think most of them were like the uh, age. Yeah, like
0: 14 to 17. Right.
1: This formula follows, like, Gossip Girl did it. All the other teen shows have done it. Everyone. It wouldn't be a, a sexy teen TV show if you weren't casting like, Twenty to twenty-four year olds to play yeah. sixteen-year-olds who are wearing like louboutins to high school.
0: I mean, I I actually support it. Mm-hmm. I think well, one they do it to get around child labor laws, yes. um, and the other one I think. Is that they do it so, like, as adults, you don't feel weird being like, oh, Dylan's really hot.
1: That is a really good point. It is—that is—it is nice to protect. Yes. Also, if you see,
0: like, a real 15-year-old boy, like, <laughs> that was, like, actually what was great about Degrassi is, like, their skin was all
1: horrible. Yeah, and they were awkward and, like, yeah, gangly going and weird going through places. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Right.
0: So it's like—you don't, like, really want to be like—it's funny to hear— like a high school girl being like, what a babe. And then you look and it's just like a zitty little
1: like a like uh, a short, tall, like fifteen year yeah. old. And you're just like, uh-huh. That's um, cute for you. So okay, yeah. It does, it is cool that they at least tried to make it so that that's no just one was perv. That's just my opinion. I mean, it's a good it's a good one. I can I feel like that that has that holds some water. I just still Gabrielle is playing a sixteen-year-old at twenty-nine will never fail yeah. to kill me. Dead. I
0: also have never like, I don't freak out about my age very much. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm 32. It's not like like I'm, like, at an age where I should be freaking out. Right. Um, but realizing that I'm older than she was when she was playing yeah. a 15-year-old, like, made me feel old.
1: It's a, that's, just, that's just a nice moment. It just creates a nice moment of reflection. I'm older than Andrea <laughs> <Yeah>. in
0: 1990. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just a nice, just a nice brief moment of reflection. Well, Brian
0: Austin Green, it's kind of interesting because he changes extremely throughout the show. Physically, he is he like, like a grows up squeak mm-hmm. in the first. He's really, really gangly. He's really skinny, right? And then he just like packed on a ton of
1: muscle. Ew!
0: And now has a baby with Megan Fox. I forgot about. That.
1: <laughs> I'm glad they're still making money because the show's still in syndication, right? Um, I assume. I mean, and also, it's like globally, yeah, famous, yeah. So that's the basic premise. It was this is a show about teens for like adults, which yeah. I think is important to know to to clarify. It was a nighttime soap, yeah, because like the te- like I mean, I feel like Gossip Girl and the other shows that sort of came in its wake were not necessarily intended for adults. They were intended for teens, even though they were on nighttime.
0: I think they all are kind of for the same audience. Okay. You know, it's like, I think that they'll take the teens, I think it's like 18 to 24 to that whole demo. Yeah. I mean, and that's why they like make the parents have plot
1: lines. That's true. So that's older people who might be watching, like give a shit. Yeah. Who do you identify with the most and who's your favorite? Oh God. I probably, I mean, honestly, if we're thinking like high school me, I'm talking about you, just Megan the Hole. Megan the Hole. Probably, definitely not Brenda. Definitely not Kelly. I'm not as stupid as Donna, so I guess that leaves me with Andrea mm-hmm. or the waitress at the Peach Pit, or like any of the Peach Pit employees. Those are my two. It's like a, it's a toss up between the two. Um, <laughs> the proprietor of the Peach Pit. No, those are my answers. What about you? Um, I don't think I am was
0: smart enough, or like. I mean, I'm probably, like, an Andrea in that I am, like, a perfectionist and I'm, like, yeah. anno- like I get really, like, caught up in the details. Mm-hmm. But, like, my favorite is Dylan.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: duh. I don't, like, live in a hotel with an absentee dad. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the dream for everyone, really, I think. The outfits Yeah, are so
0: wild. I watched probably ten episodes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one of them, it's season one, Dylan is wearing a... Uh, Overalls with the one uh nice with the one strap on cliff Yeah, that's good. Which is like so funny to think like, ooh, the bad boy, you know? <laughs> um,
1: the bad boy in overalls.
0: Yeah, and just like the things they wear. Like, why does Brenda dress like a businesswoman to go to school? She has a party and she wears a pantsuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean style back then was Crazy in a very specific way. Everyone on TV in the 90s looked like they were like seven years older than they actually were just because of like hair and and pantsuits and whatever. And also maybe they were actually seven years older than they were supposed (laughs) to be. So that kind of helps as well. The thing that I do remember and like about the show is that all of the rumors that we heard that eventually ended up being true about Shannon Doherty being like a huge pain in the ass to work with. Yeah, everybody, uh, no one liked her. Tori Spelling asked her dad to write her
0: out of the show. Tori Spelling. Is what she
1: says she did. What a special creature Tori Spelling is. She said
0: it on the show, Celebrity Lie
1: Detector, so. What the hell is Celebrity Lie? I mean, it's what it sounds like. I think it is one of those shows that everything you need to know is in the title. I would watch (laughs) half an episode of Celebrity Lie Detector, especially just the Tori Spelling one. Shannon Doherty left after four seasons she left because she was apparently just a huge pain in the ass to work with how do they write her off the show she went to college somewhere oh, she went to college that's right okay
0: but also like she and jenny garth like got into like a physical fight um, oh my god and then like the
1: male cast had to like split them up <laughs> um, can you imagine scrapping with shannon doherty she i know she would pull kill up. me she, she would murder would... me it's fine because i can't imagine jenny garth like fighting anybody yeah, you know? I don't know, but they like hated each other. I feel like she was also a pain in the ass and charmed. Yeah, she got kicked off. She that got show kicked too. off of charm. They replaced her with what's her face, um,
0: Rose, Rose McGowan Byrne. or
1: Rose McGowan, not Rose Byrne. Imagine a different,
0: <laughs> a different world. <laughs> One of my favorite anecdotes about Shannon Doherty is how she didn't understand that Heather's was a comedy. What? Because she like came from like a really conservative background, and oh. so she just like while on the set like just never got it. What? And was like always just very confused. She didn't think to ask anyone. Well, I mean, I don't think you like ask, is this a comedy, you know?
1: No, I feel like if you're that confused and everyone else seems to be like, Taking the, If you are the outlier in the way you're, like, reacting to, like, how yeah. things are happening, I would think you would, like, find a trusted advisor and be, like, hello. <laughs> well, I mean, she was, like, what, like, 14 or 15 when they made it? That's true. She was um, pretty young. And then, like, her mom,
0: I think, was, like, a real, like, momager. Yeah. And, like, again, like, very conservative. They really wanted her to be the main role and were, like, upset that she wasn't. Um,
1: but, mean, you know, known
0: is Veronica.
1: That is that is hard.
0: That um, is hard for her. There's a really good oral history. Everyone should just Google Heather's oral history because it's a delight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, when Doherty left, she was replaced by Tiffany Amber the C- How do you pronounce her last name? Thiessen. Thiessen. Um Thiessen. Who played a character named Valerie Malone, who's a cousin of the Walshes.
0: Um, another thing I would like to say about this show. Yes. I hate the Walsh parents. Hate them. One, they're full of shit. Two- They very much are into, like, patriarchal values.
1: And Ah, that's Jim and Cindy.
0: Anytime, like, uh, anytime Brandon does something, they're just like, you're so smart, Brandon. And then anytime (laughs) uh, Brenda does anything, they're like, oh, you're here? Also, like, you can't do that. Oh, my God. It's, like, very, very— very weird. And they're like supposed to be like the good parents, but I'm like, you guys are so ineffective. I'm trying to
1: think of what other parents you could compare them like in other shows. There's Sandy and Kristen Cohen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were the uh, Kelly Rutherford of <laughs> Gossip Girl. I, can't, I don't know what her name was.
1: <laughs> I also do not know what her name was. I feel like she was not a great parent, Kelly Rutherford on Gossip Girl. People
0: really hated Brenda. Fans really hated Brenda. She was a bitch. She basically, they, like, gave her Taylor Momsen disease. Yeah. You know, like, what they do with any, like, young girl is, like, writers. And because it's all, so often just, like, male writing rooms. Right. Can't think of any way to, like, develop a young character besides just making them awful. Yeah. young girl to character. Yeah. From an older article on Slate, uh, the writer Marissa Meltzer wrote uh, that everything kind of changed for Brenda after she had sex for the first time at the end of season one. One thing she notes in this article is that, like, the— um, They got a lot of complaints from parents about, like, showing a teen girl having sex. Yeah. not showing, but, like, having a teen girl have sex. Suggesting, right. And then she was like, this is what Meltzer writes. She increasingly became the scapegoat in the Walsh family within her group of friends and within the world at large. The I Hate Brendan newsletter, which was published by the editors of the zine Ben is Dead, and featured a (laughs) Shannon snitch line for readers to call in with gossip on the actress Shannon Doherty as well as— as well as an album uh, with songs like Brenda Can't Dance to This, is now a cult legend. Making the show's female lead the bitchiest character was a bizarre and depressing move for a series that catered to and was mostly enjoyed by adolescent girls. Of course, the downfall of Brenda should be partly attributed to Doherty, who played Brenda, with the haughtiness that could only be authentic and uh, who was said to clash with the rest of the cast— Doherty wouldn't leave the cast for another three years, but for Brenda, the end of season one was already the beginning of the end.
1: I mean, what a difference, what a different time it was that people were getting so fucking upset that. A female character on television was, like, having sex. They didn't even show the sex. And for people to be that upset about it, it's very clear how different things were. But I still feel in some pockets of the country today— Oh, yeah. Those, like, moms watch
0: groups or whatever.
1: Yeah, this would still be an issue. But, yeah, that is a good point that it is shitty and kind of fucked up to make Brenda be such a terrible person. Although, if she was—I mean— If she actually was being, I don't know, not to say that she deserves whatever treatment she got, but it is interesting that she was also, like, actually terrible off-camera as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. As on-camera. They probably could have done a lot more with her character instead of just giving her the, like, shit edit. She came back for the 2008 reboot. Oh, my God. Her and Jenny Garth are now friends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that time managed to heal the rift between them for the fucking 2008 reboot, and perhaps a, a need for um, money.
0: This is the most 2008 thing: is that Jenny Garth uh, played the guidance counselor at West Beverly High. Oh my God. Um, And Dirty, who in previous seasons had been referenced as like living in London as an actress, like what? that's what Brenda went on to do. Oh my God! Uh, returned to direct a school production of Spring Awakening.
1: What the hell? Oh, my God. How long? The reboot was on for maybe, like, not long at all. Three seasons? Season three, three two. that? Oh, maybe it, it was just one. I don't know. It is what gave us Sinead Grimes. It is, like, the only reason I know that Shanae, that Sinead Grimes is a person. I know who she is because of Degrassi. Who's she on Degrassi?
0: She played um a, a girl who was really into being a virgin.
1: <laughs> oh, like, later? Like, um, in the later seasons? No, it was, like, I think, like, Spinner was really into her. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Ringing a bell, a dim bell. Um, yeah, the reboot. I again, I watched a couple of episodes of it when it was on, and I remember thinking, "No, this is not. This will not work." And yeah. lo, I was right. It did not work.
0: Well, there's already so many other versions of it. Yeah, you know, it's like, like I think my version of 90210 when I was the OC, mm. and like that's the one that I like loved, at least for the first few seasons?
1: I think mine was definitely Gossip Girl. Yeah. It was Gossip Girl. I never really got into the OC. But, like, Gossip Girl, and unfortunately, again, Felicity. Why unfortunately? I don't know. I just, Felicity, I feel like most people, like, we had two choices at that time, right? It was, like, Dawson's Creek or Felicity. I think they were on either at the same night or, like, different nights at the same time. I never really got into Dawson's Creek because I hated Dawson so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Felicity really resonated with me. That the sweaters perhaps Yeah. who can say but Gossip Girl yeah Gossip Girl was my 90210 but it is nice to know that 90210 is the reason that all of these yeah. beautiful shows or Buffy Buffy was kind of I think my actually oh thing. yeah I mean,
0: speaking of Luke Perry he plays he's in the movie
1: We should talk briefly about the Peach Pit. Can I take your honor? Steve? Look, I work here now. It's no big deal. I love anything that has, like, a a central location like the Peach Pit. Uh,
0: I also wanted to ask, of all of the shows, like, teen shows and that type of thing, central location, what is your favorite?
1: I did like how, in the later episodes of Felicity, when Felicity got that job at Dean and DeLuca, They always ended up at Dean and DeLuca, which was like, looked like a a suburban home goods. That's really funny. Like it was the size of like, it was huge and not like any Dean and DeLuca I've ever seen in beautiful New York City. I don't think Gossip Girl had a central one, but I did like how they always, um, how Blair and her friend, Namiz, met on the steps of the Met. I always thought that was a nice flex.
0: That's what I was thinking as well. The Met was a good one. That's nice. I was going to say the bronze, which is a Buffy thing, but Mm. I think the chance of of you, like, if you are a regular at the bronze, you have a 30% chance that you're not going to make it past your teens. Why? What happens there? Well, a lot of things happen in Sunnydale. True. A lot of
1: vampire attacks. Isn't it over, like, the pit, uh, a gate to hell or something? I mean, uh, it's—the town is, not the bronze, though. The town specifically is set over the gates of hell.
0: Uh, The school in particular. Wow. Which, another fun fact— same school as West Beverly High. <laughs> it's, it is. They, they use that school so much. It's in She's All That. It's oh, like—
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, it's the it's same— It's a good school. It's the same place. It's an excellent school. I would have imagined, having. Imagine like, actually attending that school. Yeah, seems, weird. Seems weird and stressful. I'm now perusing a list of people that performed at the Peach Pit after dark, and I'm feeling shocked— that any of these people were on this program. Christina Aguilera, Monica, <laughs> <I> <laughs> Fergie um, was in a band called Wild Orchid Yeah, and performed at the Peach Pit. So did—I <laughs> didn't know this, but I love it. I guess before Maroon 5 was used to be called Kara's Flowers— yeah, they went through a
0: bunch of iterations. What the hell? And they had, like, a bunch of different sounds. Like, they just really just wanted to be
1: famous. Right, and they just, like, fa- finally found the thing that was actually going to do it. Yeah. Well, there is a very interesting photograph of—this is from a BuzzFeed list—is a very interesting photograph of Adam Levine um, not looking anything like he does now. He looks like season one David Silver. <laughs> <gasps> the Flaming Lips, apparently? What the fuck? That the was cramps? like a
0: famous, but that was like, that episode was like a big deal, the Flaming Lips one. Because they did that song, like,
1: She Uses Vets. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. There's a the mystery act. Uh, funny you should ask. They're back safe and ready to go. Please help me welcome the cool, the crazy, the fabulous Flaming Lips. Um, Fucking the Cardigans have not thought about them since Love Fool, Jade. Wow. That's a pretty impressive lineup for a teen show of this nature. Is there anything like this now with that sort of platform?
0: Yeah, like the OC was like that too, where it's like a lot of bands played like at the bait shack. Yeah. um, But I
1: think Gossip Girl occasionally had like a famous-ish person. I think
0: they all kind of do it now, but like it's copying it's, it's like, essentially copying the model built by right the right Peach Pit
1: after dark um I mean a clearly an unassailable
0: model Amy Mann is on an episode of Buffy which is really funny <laughs> and she says she has a line she goes I hate touring these vampire towns. oh my God
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing um I did not realize the show was on from 90 to 2000. that's yeah an insane document it really like,
0: For real, captured a decade. And I think some people, like, came and went. Mm -hmm. Even just look on Wikipedia. It'll show you, like, who was on. Like, I think Ian Ziering was just like,
1: no, I need it. I need it. Please don't make me go. I mean, oh, God, what is Ian What is he doing these days? Well, that brings us (laughs) to something you would like to talk about. It's true. Um, So the first reboot happened in 2008. As we've discussed, it was not good. Um, This second reboot is, I think, if it's well done, I think it will be— Successful because it is simply—it's ta- tapping into, the, obviously, the whole nostalgia bullshit, but doing it in a way that I think is smarter. So it's going to be a Beverly Hills 90210 reboot, but it's not going to be, like, the Full House reboot or any—or, like, the Roseanne one in which it's just the same characters, like, thrown back in— As their characters, this is from Variety. It says, having gone their separate ways since the original series ended 19 years ago, Jason, Jenny, Ian, Gabrielle, Brian, and Tori reunite when one of them suggests it's time to get a Beverly Hills 90210 reboot up and running. But getting it going may make for more drama than the reboot itself. I think that is a brilliant idea. Yeah, I mean, if they did it in, like, like kind of a campy— If it's a little tongue-in-cheek, a little arch, I think that could be really good because I have literally no interest in seeing what these people are doing, like, as their characters. But I do have a vested interest in watching them play, like, heightened versions of themselves on a television show about the making of the only thing that made them famous. I think that's going to be really interesting, and I don't understand why more reboots don't do something like this.
0: Um, a couple years ago Old Navy did that commercial where they like reunited the cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh they like were doing that whole like flashback thing and oh, they like right, did it right, they right. did like a Backstreet Boys one. They did a I one. The Old Navy $12 and under back to school special starring Jason Priestley. Class,
1: meet Sarah. She's new. Guys, she's not new.
0: But she looked new, thanks to the Old Navy twelve dollar and under sale. Who's so saying? that
1: was like the close. I mean, that was the closest to like a full reunion, yeah. Up until whenever this thing comes out, and we love just to like jerk our little nostalgia dicks. It's true. I mean, everyone is tired, I guess, of having new ideas, so they <laughs> must they must root through the past to see how they can reshape their old ones into wow. something workable. But I think that this is actually the answer. Yeah, It could be. I mean, it could also be, like, terrible. This feels, like, heavily dependent on, like, people's enthusiasm levels. Also,
0: like, I know she's been through some very uh, tough times, Mm -hmm. but, like, isn't Shannon Doherty still
1: awful? I think so. I mean, I think the awfulness, like, has not changed. Yeah. Like, I don't think—I don't know if she's done anything to, like, try to make herself unawful. She had cancer. She didn't have cancer, (laughs) but I mean, cancer, yes. But having cancer and then being okay from after the cancer doesn't necessarily— Like, I don't think that has, like—for some people, maybe it, like, scares them into, like, a new way of being.
0: One of my favorite uh, moments of any reality TV show ever was Mm -hmm. on The Simple Life where they're playing, like, pop culture Trivial Pursuit. Oh, my God. um, With uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie are with the family they've been placed with. Yes. And, like, it's a question about Shannon Doherty Mm. and— Paris Hilton just says, I hate that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because it's like everybody is like, ah! But it's like she does actually know her. I mean,
1: <laughs> Shannon Doherty really came out the gate very strong by being such a freaking bitch on, at O. and that has just been the role that she has played from like Kieran, what has she done after 90210, aside from—she did Charmed. Yeah, I think Charmed kind of ruined things a little bit for her. Like, uh, after her— Reputation-wise. Right. Yeah.
0: Do you find any of the men on 90210 attractive? That's a great question. Are you no, talk- I mean,
1: then. Probably the answer is just Dylan, but I'd like to— con- I think that's my only I'd answer, I'd like too. to consult a photo of the cast just to see what my thoughts are. Uh Oh, God. Um. <laughs> no. Wow. I feel very fucked up looking at this photo. Unfortunately, it has to be Dylan is the answer.
0: Yeah, I think that's everybody's answer. Dylan is
1: the answer. Not not Ian Ziering, not Brian Austin Green. No, it's Dylan. From this photo that I'm looking at of the season one cast, it is so evident that Andrea is like 95 years old in comparison.
0: I love it. I love it. It's so— <laughs> funny (laughs) good that she got the work and it's really good for your career if you can get cast as a teen because like it's just like more longevity basically
1: that's true because who is the bianca lawson yeah has been cast. she's like probably close to 40 and she's been cast as a teen for like the majority of her career it's
0: crazy
1: like she was playing a teen she was a teen in was she in buffy she was a teen in She buffy. was Kendra,
0: okay. a slightly uh, racist character man.
1: Oh, she had not—oh, na- no. Oh, she was another slayers Oh, boy. Praise oh, job. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> that poor woman. Well, now Tina Knowles is her stepmom, so she's doing fine. Oh, yeah. But she's been—yeah, she's been a teen, like, her entire career. Yeah, she was in uh, Save the Last Dance. That's what I was thinking of. She was in Save the Last Dance. She was in Buffy. She's, she's been, been Pretty in Little Liars. Oh my God, she wasn't pretty little liars. Um yeah, I think you're right. If you can play a teen at twenty nine and yeah. play it. She had well, ten
0: years that she got to do that.
1: That's I mean, that's a blessing. The show ended. It's fucked up to think the show ended when she was forty. Yeah. And that she was still like
0: playing a twenty five. Playing a twenty
1: five year old. That's nice. That's a good that's like something that's like something to aspire to somehow. Yeah. I think it's too late for me, but you never know. That's true. Life life has is full of surprises, as yeah. they say. <laughs> um, oh, I have what? one
0: pressing thing. What is it? Why did they write the first season like Brenda and Brendan were fucking? Oh, my God. <laughs> they flirt so much. I find, like, close male-female sibling relationships on TV to always be they're weird. They're always fucked up. It's true. But they're always so touchy. It's um, disgusting. And, like, hanging out in each other's rooms. And maybe it's just that I have my— is so much older than me that right. I, like, don't really know how, like, peer siblings relate. Right.
1: I mean, they're, suppo- they're, they're supposed to be twins, yeah. right? And they're so the same— So
0: already weird. Right. In, like, one of the first episodes, Brandon, like, writes something about, like, what it's like to be a new transfer student to West yeah. Beverly High— And he, like, uses this whole surfing analogy about the green room, which is, like, what it feels like to be inside a perfect wave. Uh Again, I just watched it yesterday. Yes. Um, (laughs) Fresh fresh in the brain. But, like, he writes this really corny essay about it, and Brenda reads it out loud, and she's like, this is amazing. And she was like, hey, but always make sure that I can still get in your green room. And I was like, that means but. Ew. (laughs) I don't— All the siblings I know spent, like, male, female siblings yeah. just, like, spent most of the time just, like, screaming at each other. Yeah,
1: and, like, being like, get out of my room. Yeah. Like, be
0: normal and hate each other. Yeah, like, that
1: would have been, like, don't, like, please do not inject, like, a frisson of, like, sexual tension. It's just so weird. It does not need to be there when you guys are ostensibly related on television. That's <sighs> disgusting. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Sorry. It was just
0: really no, no at me. that's, I mean. not no at me like, like a little rat. It
1: was weighing heavy on your spirit, and you needed to, you needed yes, to thank get you. it you. I out. feel unburdened. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy for you. That's good. Well, we've (laughs) aged a decade. I feel 95 years old, much like Andrea Zuckerman.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. This episode was mixed by Corey Shreppel. Manana Mopiti is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at DirtCast at Jezebel.com or follow us on Twitter at DirtCastPod. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.